creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Winter in Minnesota. It's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Some love it, some hate it, but we all get through it somehow. Some people like to hunker down and cozy up to a fire inside, and some like to get outside and play in the cold. We've all heard of Minnesota Nice. Well, get ready for Minnesota and Ice, a special Culture Click series where we'll take a look at the way Minnesotans, and Winonans in particular, get out and enjoy our frozen waters. Last week, we took you to Lake Winona to talk to some guys with a unique winter hobby. Some of them have been lifelong friends, and some just joined the group this winter. Their ages range from teenagers to retirees, but they all had more than one thing in common. That is, a love of dirt bikes and a need for speed on the ice. Today, we've got part two of our conversation with the riders of the ice bikes, a conversation that started with this sound. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Stick around as KQAL's Isaac Yanta and I introduce you to the ice bikes of Lake Winona, today on Culture Click. Last week, we left off with Steve Anderson, a 65-year-old Winonan that's been riding on the ice since 1976. Steve filled us in on some of the modifications needed and what it really takes to get a dirt bike ready to ride on the ice. Well, today, we're going to start with Scott, who's been riding on the ice himself since 2012, but he's known most of these guys for much of his life. And if you remember from last week, I was a little confused when one of the riders told me that most of the guys are in their 60s and 70s because I thought he meant speed. Well, Scott clears that up for us. What's your name? Scott Antoff. Okay. Uh, how long have you been doing this, Scott? Um, I've probably been doing it since about 2012, I would imagine, somewhere right in there. Um, these guys, I've known most of these guys since back in the 80s. They were doing it back then, a lot of them were. Um, the the more senior guys anyway um so i've been around them for a long time just i wasn't at a point in my life where i did it and so i've been right. doing it for about the last eight or nine years okay how old are you then 50 50 okay so there's a good rate Believe it or not there's a few younger guys but when we have our a group of everybody here most of them are older than i am really probably by 10 years or more wow <laughs> Well, maybe that is what Dawson meant, you know. Be, yeah. Dawson said a lot of guys are in their 60s or 70s. He's, I'm not going to tell you what he is, but right, yeah. Right, right. Did you ride dirt first and then go to this, or, you know, how is the transition? Honestly, I grew, me personally, I'm kind of a different from a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys have been two-wheel motorcycle enthusiasts their whole life. I used to ride mini bikes, dirt bikes, when I was young. In the 80s, um, I got my first three-wheeler. And they were so much fun in the snow, and you could go anywhere with them. Right. And it was more just recreation. It wasn't racing. Right. Um, so that was what I did. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had motorized toys since I was probably in junior high, you know, 12, 13 years old. Right. Um, so, and that was what actually got me to know a lot of these guys. The, I actually worked at a motorcycle shop here in town doing some cleanup okay. and odds and ends back when a 13-year-old kid could work. And that's how I built lifelong friendships with these guys, really. So, And that lifelong friendship part is key here. It seems that a big part of doing this is the camaraderie that happens. And they all work together to make it happen. There's no organization. There's no dues. There's no fees. They just take it upon themselves, and they work together. It's a really cool thing. 
sounds like it's pretty like um, self-contained. Like you guys do all this yourselves, you know, and just get together and we do. Um, we come down and plow the track. I mean, and for the most part, it's a group of friends. There, it's it's built a little bit. Some new guys have came into the group, which is fine. Um, but it's just something that a lot of these guys have done for a long time, and and. Yeah, we come down when the ice isn't thick enough to bring a vehicle out here. We'll use our ATVs to plow. And then if hopefully you get a decent enough winter where it can, then you can actually bring a truck out to help clean up the snow if we get a lot of snow. Because that can hinder us too. That can actually ruin the track. If you get enough snow on the ice, the ice will settle. The water will come up through. It gets in between and then it never freezes. It's insulated, and then you start to clean a spot, well, that water will just keep trickling out onto it sometimes, and it's... If somebody tells you they know a lot about ice, they know a lot more than I do, because we've tried to guess it and out-guess it, and it's... It'll change on you, and all of a sudden you don't know it. Wow. How has this year been so far? Has this, like, been a good year? Yeah, actually, the ice was... I'm, I'm no expert on ice, but the ice was very clear. There wasn't a lot of air or any snow mixture or anything like that when it formed the first week we were out here when we came out to check it out and drill holes i mean it it was just black looking it was which i believe is very good ice it's not full of air pockets and that sort of thing um so the ice is actually i believe for what's here is really solid and really good and the surface was really good this year we've had where you get you get uh gets to be a warm day you get water on the ice well if the wind's blowing it'll freeze in a ripple and for what we're doing, as fast as we're going, ideally you, you want it to be fairly smooth. Well, it, because you do use your foot as kind of a stabilizer in the corners at times. If it's really rough, it's, it's grabbing your foot and trying to pull it away and that sort of thing. Um, Are there things you guys can do to, like, prevent that kind of stuff? Not really. It's Mother Nature, you know how that is. I mean, we've, we've actually... We've actually... We've, been, we've tried to come up with an idea, how could we make something that would, not like a Zamboni per se, but something we could scrape the ice or try to kind of resurface it, but you'd have a lot of weight and a lot of effort and a lot of energy, and let's just ride. Let's try to keep the track clean and ride. So, yeah, it's, like I said, for the most part, it's just a group of friends that love motorcycles and want to get off the couch on Saturday and Sunday in the middle of winter, and a lot of these, I enjoy it, a lot of some of these guys, like, live for it, that's, that's, they look forward to it all year, and when it's over, it's kind of like, well, that's over for the year, I'm, right, what I'm going to do now, so. How long does it usually go? Um, We've, it just depends on what the seasons do, we've started as early as, I want to say, one year, December 5th or 6th, we were out here, because the ice was thick enough, I don't remember what year that was, four or five years ago. And there was one year that we were out here almost in April. It was late. We had a lot of ice that year. Um, and it didn't warm up real early. And I know we were down here the late, the, one of the, I bet the last week in March we were down here. But you don't always get that, you know. Yeah. It, it just depends. You're, you're, at the, you're at the mercy of Mother Nature. So we just, we just hope for the best and work with what we got. Right. Glad you guys are, are down and can check it out. Yeah. yeah. So. Of course I came to check it out. I couldn't resist. Like I said in last week's episode, I stepped out of my garage one day and I could hear that sound because I only live a couple blocks away from the lake and I could not resist going down to check it out. Now, just like a lot of people, before I came down here, I was wondering, what are they doing out there? Is this a club, some kind of organization? Well, Scott's kind of cleared that up for us, but a lot of people wonder, are they racing? Are they betting on it? What is going on down there? 
Once again, Scott clears the air for us. Other than friends, there's nothing completely organized. We've had people that asked, well, what is it about? Is it organized? Is there dues? And even uh, to be down here, we have to have a, a Minnesota DNR sticker to be on the ice with our motorcycles. And I know that was questioned at one time. Are you guys racing? Is it competition? It's like, no, it's, there's no money changing hands. There's no, it's, it's all for fun and bragging rights with your buddy and that sort of thing. I mean, it's just, we push each other. But the cool thing is, is we're not actually racing. I mean, when you're racing, people are a little bit more, I would call it out for blood. And you mess up or fall down. Well, here everybody can just stop because we can ride all we want five minutes later. And you get back up and dust yourself off and... Typically, the ice doesn't really damage anything. The ice is very hard, but the reality of it is, is you, even though it's rough, you kind of slide as to where dirt will grab you and tumble your body and break limbs and that sort of thing. So that's my bike there. That's been down a few different times over the years. I mean, just stuff happens. The rear end washes out. Sometimes once in a while, the front will wash out. It literally doesn't look like it. it. Fortunately, it doesn't really do any major damage yeah. to anything. Surprising thing I heard today is just like how much safer it seems. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, you know, you can run your hand on the on the studs and the tires, and right. they feel a little sharp. But I mean, if if you got into them, they'll, oh, yeah. they're very dangerous. Um, we do add the fenders to to most of them. Not everybody here has them, but for the most part. Everybody adds the extra fenders. Some of the guys that do go to some races over in Wisconsin, that's a requirement. Um, we've just done it as safety for ourselves and everybody else. It's just a little bit less chance if you had touched each other or somebody fell down or you got close to one another. Nobody can get hurt because all of us have to go to work on Mondays. So. <laughs> None of us are teenagers anymore. So. <laughs> where you don't worry about that stuff so much. And Scott's right. I'm looking at his bike, and it really doesn't look like it's ever been laid down. It looks fine to me. And it seems totally counterintuitive to me, but it kind of sounds like this is safer than riding on the dirt. Looks like a good time. Yeah, it is. It is. I like that it's just a couple guys getting together instead of this, like you said, out for blood. That's the way to do it. It is. You know, and I'm not saying everybody's dangerous, but whether it's a trophy or a little bit of money, I mean, I've I've actually raced. There's a sanction in Wisconsin, and and years ago I raced, and it's a a different feeling because, I mean, you're there to win and to win only. Here it's like, yeah, you want to pass your buddy, but if you don't on this lap, you try the next lap, you know? Yeah. and the other thing, a lot of those races are further away. If you enjoy the spirit of competition, that's great. But we'll ride more here our first time out than they will all day at the races because there's so many classes, so many machines, so many people. They're very limited to what, how many laps they'll get to turn in a day after they've driven for two or three hours. So this is, that's kind of the beauty of it is that we're close to home. And if you can make it, you can make it. If not, you make it next week and, and just have some fun, you know. So Cool. Yeah. I don't know what else I could really tell you about it, but <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Would you mind if I feel one of the, uh, no, go the ahead. studs there? Take, take the one. Check it out. These, these, most of us have the same screws as we call them, or studs. They're uh-huh. called. They're called. The brand name is a cold cutter. Okay. Um, they're made for what we're doing with them. Yeah, specifically yes, for them. Yes, they are. There's actually, I I bought these tires, done. Um, you can build them. You can buy all the stuff and build them yourself. But honestly, there's some guys that are pretty good at building them, and you, you don't. It doesn't cost you a whole lot more to have them do it. And sure. they have a pattern and an orientation, and they set them up just the way they really work well. Um, there's a little over 500 of them in the front tire. There's a little over a thousand of them in the rear tire. Wow. 
So it, it actually makes them makes the bike quite heavy, a lot heavier than what you would be if it was just in motocross form. I suppose, yeah. Um, the fenders, the extra tires. Each tire has a extra liner on the inside of it. You're not hitting the tube. Yes, because the front tires. I trying to think here. The front tires have a one-inch long shank screw in them. The rear tires are inch and an eighth, an inch and a quarter, and I think actually the newest tires they've figured out they can go inch and a half, I think, in certain areas. So it's way into this chunk of rubber inside of the tire, and then there's a tube inside of that. But what that does is make it much more rigid. It's less likely to pull out, less likely to turn. It'll just give you a longer-lasting tire, and they work well. So, um, yeah. Is this a 0450? Wow. Yeah, for the most part, um, there's a few variations of different bikes. Pretty much everybody runs the 450s, the four-strokes. Um, they require some maintenance, but they're they're pretty easy to take care of for what we're doing because you're not riding them in the dirt, and there's not a lot of... Yeah, there's wear and tear, and you change the oil, but, I mean, honestly, you change oil and put gas in them and check your chain tension and once in a while and a few other things. And You don't have to power wash after out here. <laughs> It all melts away. <laughs> that part of it, they stay. Well, this is a 2011, and I bought it and used in very good shape. But you can see the shape it's in. They they don't take a lot of a lot of the abuse that it would in dirt. You know, I I enjoy summertime sports in the summer, river and jet skis and all that stuff. So honestly, my bikes kind of sit in the summertime. These do anyway. I have I have street bikes, but uh, these sit in the summertime. But yep. Are you from Winona? Or? Yep, I grew up. I was born and grew up here in Winona. So. Um, most of the guys, pretty much everybody's from one owner, a few outlying areas. There's one, this fellow over here, I think he lives up by the cities. His dad is from here. His dad grew up doing this. He might show up later, and he went to school and got a job up in the cities, and that's where he lives now. So he'll come down once in a while. There's another guy from the cities. There's a couple guys from Rochester that might show up once in a while. But a, a good group, of the, or a good amount of the group is is... Winona or very close to Winona people, yes. How, uh, how many times are you guys going out and doing runs? We ride till we're tired, sure. and if things aren't right, you might come in and, you know, check thing out on your bike or something if something isn't right. But we'll, we usually get here between 12 and 1 o'clock, and we'll stay till probably dark, you know, 4.30 or 5 o'clock. And we'll ride until we're tired, and honestly, there's a lot of just... <clears throat> talking and carrying on for 15 minutes to a half an hour until you get rested up and then you go ride some more but believe it or not it does tire you out out there it tires me out anyway <laughs> right, some of right. these guys are maybe more better shape than i am but that's awesome it tires me out so you know it when you get home at the end of the day i've been doing it for 30 or 40 years listen to this guy i've been at it for 45 45 years yeah, I think I started when I was 20. Hence what I told you. There's guys that are, I'm 50, and there's guys that have been at it a lot longer. You wanna, uh, would you mind answering a few questions for us, then, for the radio, KQL? Uh, talk to somebody else. <laughs> I'm stay anonymous. Okay. Somebody use it against me when I run for president. Right, right. <laughs> and that's the father of that guy that I was saying lives in the cities. But yeah, oh, really? He's one of them, too. Cool. I, met, it was I was probably 12 or 15, 12, 13 years old when I met him and some of these other guys. And it, uh, you, you never knew where it was going to take you. You just hung around him, and I was in heaven because I enjoyed being around this stuff. And right, then, uh, right. Here we are, you know, 30-plus yeah. years later, 40 years later, and... Uh, Kind of like a family, huh? Uh, somewhat, yeah. And honestly, it's funny because a couple of them I keep 
pretty close contact with throughout the summer, but a lot of these guys, you just don't see them much in the summertime. They all have their own things they're doing, and I'm doing my things. And, right. and then uh, they, all, they all turn up come turn of the year. Or they're, we usually usually don't. Sometimes we'll ride in December, and if, if the ice is good, then the people will know it, and they'll, they'll turn up or we'll right. maybe get a hold of them. But, but uh, a lot of the times, no, it's just one by one, they'll show up. Is it all word of mouth, or is there like a group online? Or There's no, no. It's just a word of mouth and friendship thing is about okay. it. Nice. I suppose that keeps it real friendly then too, you know. I, it does. It does. I, I guess what I like to, what I like about it, like we talked about, there's dangers and we feel it's pretty safe, but it keeps it safe, I guess, in my eyes because the group of guys we got, and I mean nobody, everybody is pretty safe. Nobody's gonna do anything crazy that might. I mean, stuff happens, but nobody's going to do anything crazy that's right. intentional to try to, ooh, i got to get in front of you right now, you know. Right. And that just, like I said, we all know we got to go to work, and the older you get, the harder it is to heal from things. So um, you might act like you're a kid out there, but but in the back of your mind, it's like at certain times, it's like, yeah, let's just slow it down just for a second. got to get a grip here, and then it, then you carry on again, you know. But, but um no, it's it's a it's a good group of guys. It's, it is. Thanks for talking to us, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. And now it's time to check back in with Lincoln and Jackson. Those are a couple of the younger guys that we talked to last week before they went out and rode. Now they've just come back. Let's uh, let's see how it went. So, uh, Lincoln, uh, how was it out there today? It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's getting rougher as the season goes on, but. Yeah, it's still manageable. Yeah, that's what one of the guys over there was saying, that uh, as as it gets ridden on more, it digs into the ice and gets a little rougher. Yeah, you can tell just from walking out there where all the ruts are starting to show oh, yeah. up. Okay. So then you have to wait for, like, a, the weather to change. Will that alter it? Or? No, at this point, if you want to change it, you got to do it yourself. And so what you can do is basically reflood it okay. so you get a new layer of ice on top. Okay. okay. All right, thanks a lot, all right, man. thanks. Now we start heading over to where we talked to Jackson before. Jackson is probably the youngest guy out here today at about 16. Now, there's a couple sitting in chairs next to where Jackson has his bike. I'm guessing that might be mom and dad. Let's find out what they have to say about this. Hello there. How's it going? Good, good. I'm uh, from uh, KQL, the college radio station here in town. And uh, I believe I maybe talked to your son. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. okay. What's your name? Jeff. Dornbush. Okay, Jeff. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, we talked to your son earlier, and he said it was, I think, his second time out here? This is his second time out this year, yep. Okay. Do you ride, too? No, I do not. Okay. No. So how did uh, how did he get into it? Like, uh, He's got a couple of buddies in Rolling Stone that okay. uh, ride dirt bike, and, uh-huh. and they kind of got him into it, so... Okay. Um, he happened to buy another bike, which had the ice tires, and that bike didn't work out, so he just went out and bought this new one, and we put the tires on that, so he's just excited to be out on the ice now. Cool. Yeah, we uh, talked to your wife earlier. She didn't want to talk on uh, on the microphone, but um, <laughs> which she was pretty nervous about it. How do you feel about it? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big deal. He knows what he's doing. Right. Yep. Yep. He's, uh, he's doing pretty good. It's impressive how he really gets into it as much as he does because you know him growing up we never thought he'd be the daredevil but here he is well it seems like a really good group of guys that have been doing this for a long time too so you know 
Right. Yeah. Our neighbor, uh, his brother is part of this group here, and he was actually down here on Wednesday with us and gave Jackson some tips on how to, you know, lean into it more and, you know, have trust in the, in the, oh, yeah, and the screws, you know, on your tires, so. Um, but yeah, as you can see, oh, he's a hot rod too. Yeah, as he pops a wheelie, yep. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, thanks for talking to us. Hey, no problem. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. And there you have it. Mom and Dad approve. Well, Mom might be a little nervous, but they approve. And they're out here with him, spending the day, having a great time. So let's hear from Jackson himself and see how it went today. How was it out there? Uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Cool. So you came out like midweek and that was your first time and then Yeah. Okay. That was my first time, so today is my second. All right. How's it how's it feel? Like feeling a little more sure about it? Yeah, I'm getting the hang of it. Nice. Yeah. For a second time, those are some huge wheelies. I like doing those. He likes to show off. Looks like it made mom a little nervous, though. Yep. Well, cool. So you think you'll be back out uh, next weekend? For sure, yeah. (laughs) You're hooked. You're going to come out. Yep. Nice, nice. Well, thanks for talking to us, Jackson. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. See you guys. Thanks a lot, you guys. So there it is. Jackson is hooked. And maybe he will form lifelong friendships out of this, just as Scott has over the years. So if you're interested in the ice bikes, if you ride a dirt bike and think you'd like to try riding on the ice, just get down to Lake Winona some Saturday afternoon, as long as there's ice on the lake. And uh, these guys will help you out. They'll guide you. They'll uh, fill you in on what you need to do. And they might even let you take their bike out and give it a shot yourself. Thanks again to Jackson, Lincoln, and Scott for talking to us today on Culture Click. And thanks to everyone out there on the ice for talking to us and for being cool enough to share their experience with us. To keep up on all things Winona and the surrounding area, tune into Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've been talking ice bikes today on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click.